Blog Talk Radio. President for the New York Knicks, March Madness has started, and free agency winners and losers in the NFL. First up, Keith, let's start with you. Obama fair mandate delay confusion. Can you tell us what in the world is Rush Limbaugh talking about when he's talking about this, the mandate that requires everyone to be registered uh, for health care insurance by March 31st has been delayed? Can you talk to that? Well, uh, I could just briefly say uh, it's not much in the news on purpose, I believe, uh, and Rush Limbaugh believes that. So, you know, it's kind of uh, under, I guess you might say it's just sort of in a hidden way that they're they're uh, doing this. But the president, I think, indirectly has suspended that mandate until next year or 2015 or after Either at 2015, 2016, after the elections, uh, you can uh, add to that what you like. I mean, <laughs> obviously they, they don't want a lot of people to know what's going on before the election, this 2014 election that we have this year. So uh, uh, the 31st of uh, March is when this is officially supposed to kick in. In other words, we, uh, who, whoever doesn't have insurance by then, would be uh, penalized. And uh, that, they start with $95, and uh, it goes up from there drastically. It, it triples after that, year after. But that, I think, is what they have put on hold. The individual mandate they have put on hold because, and I believe, because of the uh, 2014 elections that we have this year. So, I mean, Azuna, do you want to talk about how the 2014 elections, like he like, uh, said, would affect that delay on the individual mandates for Affordable Health Care Act? Well, I mean, isn't this, well, first thing, yeah, I mean, apparently, you know, based on especially what the establishment Republicans want it to be, that's supposed to be the uh, the wedge issue of the 2014 election. So they want to focus on Obamacare and the, the effect, the impact of Obamacare, and they want that to be the deciding factor in whether or not, the GOP wins the uh, Senate and also maintains its majority in the House. So that being said, um, you know, this is they. <laughs> it's funny how you know this should be a win for Republicans. Isn't that something that they use as a point of contention um, back when we were t- discussing debt ceilings as well as you know the uh, <laughs> the budget? This was something that they they kind of wanted to happen. Um, and one of the things I said all along was that. You know, let Obamacare run its course. There are certain things in it that I agree with. There are certain things that, you know, I don't think will work. But I do think it is a start. And I think that, you know, making it 
a wedge issue for the 2014 is a mistake because what happens is you, you know, the president, you allow the president to control the battlefield, if you would. There are some other issues that you may want to bring to the forefront. In my opinion, tax reform is amongst other things that we could, you know, really debate and have a, a good uh, discussion around. Uh, but again, it's about winning elections. So if you want to empower the Democrats to, and you want to, I mean, the art of war says one of the things you want to do is uh, you want to set the battlefield. Uh, if you allow your enemy to set the battlefield, then they have an advantage. Um, so I guess in that regards, the, the Republicans are setting the battlefield around Obamacare. But the way that you get around that is you turn your the enemy's advantage into a disadvantage in which you kind of diffuse them up there, you outmaneuver them. You can outmaneuver them if you already know what the battlefield is. So I, I think this is kind of empowering the president to, to do things like that. So need to have and a keep better it, And keep in it. mind, keep in mind, Aguna and uh, everyone, that Obamacare is supposed to be officially in full swing right now as we speak, but it's not. He keeps delaying it. The president keeps delaying and delaying it. So I kind of wonder, I'm a little suspicious, why he's delaying it as many times as he has, especially during this year being an election year. I mean, that's all I'm, I'm asking. What do you think? Well, I mean, I mean, but isn't that a win? I mean, isn't that something that didn't, isn't this something that the Republicans shut down the government for? Yeah, but why would he want us to win? I mean, why would he want the GOP to win? If well, you're saying a win, a win for who? But isn't that what the GOP wants? Though? I mean, they wanted it to be a wedge issue. Well, so the GOP, if you mean by you establishment want, GOP, no, they're they're not very enthusiastic about uh, repealing Obamacare. They just want to fix it, and they want to keep it in place, but they want to just keep changing and changing it, just like the Democrats are doing. But as far as the Tea Party, yes, we would like to uh, have it abolished altogether. However, um, I'm wondering why would he do that? to um, favor us or give us a win. I don't think so. Let me ask Stephen. I don't think it's a win because if this is the party wanted. Let me bring Stephen and then Todd into the conversation. Okay, go ahead. Stephen, you know, based on what you just heard heard from Aguna and uh, Keith, uh, would you agree or disagree? And then also, you know, there's a possibility that President Obama can be a hindrance for the Democrats in 2014, if people have been looking at news reports, you see that uh, his his you know he's almost in lanes up season. Uh, yeah. There's not much political yes. capital he can bring to them. Uh, making you know uh, not delaying. I mean delaying this mandate on health care would loosen it up so that people wouldn't be penalized. Because if people were penalized and they didn't get the health care. Wouldn't that be an albatross around the Democrats' neck and they could possibly use the House and the Senate? Well, I think absolutely they will. That's the, that's the way the tide is turning. Everything is a pendulum and it's swinging back the other way. This is just how it's going to be. It's, 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 already a, it's already written. It's already a done deal. But, and I also know that when Oguna says the Republicans going after this is, is a mistake, is, is, and then I know it's not a mistake because Oguna thinks it's a mistake. And I know the Republicans are on the right trail because at the end of the day, Oguna looks at the two parties as, like, enemies. Who are these enemies that he's talking about? Because uh, I don't understand. I think we're all uh, 
Don't don't put you know, words you in make my up, mouth. You, know, you said enemies. You said enemies, Aguna. You said when you're going against your enemies when, you, when you're talking this stuff. Then you're going to get, we're not enemies. Well, I'm not enemies with any American. We need to all get together. We need to be united. We stand. This this <laughs> mindset that we are enemies is wrong. And it's, this That's is what exactly holds our country what back. You think? But this is what? what holds our country back. We need to come together as a country, as a people, and take and, and have this country great for everybody. Why, why are they making helping people on health care a wedge issue? Why are they making that an issue then? If this because is about coming should, together, that, why aren't they? Because it, it is a disaster right now, and the Republicans should take advantage you, of that. But again, I said you have to do something about health care. No, 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 wait a minute. Say Romney won. Say Romney won, and he pushed it through because he did it up in Massachusetts. And then it was a disaster like it is now. You know the Democrats would be just trying to destroy What are you him talking about disaster? I think that's a talking you know. point. You're using talking points and perception. What are you talking about disaster? you think it's a disaster for people to have health care? This you are using talking points. Why is no. it a disaster? Why is it a disaster? Because it's not rolling out as fast as they want it to? Or, no, I mean, at the end of the day, like, it's helping no, people. Yeah, hey, no, Aguna, I agree with you. Is it call not it helping people? Aguna, call it a disaster or call it something that's whatever word you want to use. I don't care. But, I mean, but, but right now, you're just using talking points. Specifically, what is wrong with this? I need to talk specifically. It's not working very well. Okay, what's not working about the rollout? I can answer that question. I can answer that, Aguna. I think that what's not working, obviously you've got, first of all, you had over 5 million people who lost their health care and did not retain it, you know, on Obamacare. And then not only that, they did not get their health care back. There's still quite a significant number of people who don't have health care. Why didn't they get the health care back? Why didn't they get the health care back? Because Obamacare forced them out of the out of the um, business of giving. In other words, the insurance Why? companies. No, 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 specifically. Because it didn't meet the guidelines. But there's preventative right, care yeah. that so, they yeah. encompass. Duh. Right, so, I mean, so what you're saying is, is like, they lost they lost substandard health care. I mean, we're, you're sitting here talking about. Oh, but the Obamacare is supposed to be a better plan perception. than what they had. The Obamacare was supposed to be better it more than it wasn't. It's more, it's more expensive. Obamacare Why? Because made it's more it comprehensive, worse. and it depends Obamacare on the exchange. It depends Obamacare on the exchange. Know what you're talking about. You guys don't know what I'm talking about because this is a disaster. There are many examples. Ridiculous. Okay, wait a minute. There are many examples of people who lost their health care who were and already one man had cancer who couldn't have it before. There are many examples of people who don't have to go to the emergency room anymore. There's many examples of how it's helping as well. So uh, let me ask you this. Are you aware that the uh, the website has already stated they cannot give a figure or a number of people who have paid? I'm talking about people who have have gone to the website, have signed up, who have but paid have not or who paid. have signed up. There's Why not? Because 4 million have signed up. Why haven't they and paid? Do you pay, do you pay up front? I mean, do you pay up front for health care or as you go along? I you pay, pay your out of health care up front. It depends on paycheck. how, when you're enrolled. Right, so it depends on when you're enrolled. And when your coverage starts. Right? Yes, but there are people, they can't, the government can't give you a number of people who have paid. Why, why is that so? In other words, they just signed up. But they up. can tell you how many people have signed up, though, right? Yes. So, so, so apparently they want people to sign up because up. they think it's for free. See that? It's just the same thing. Again, you're projecting that. So you can tell me what all the 4 million people think. You're like that a is exactly and all what's happening. And all 4 million think it's free. 
All no, four it's, million it's, think it's Todd free. In here. Let me get Todd in here. Todd. Um, and I'm also, talk like you have I want to call in and talk about this Affordable Health Care Act mandate delay. Call 213-943-3655. Once again, that's 213-943-3655. We'd love to hear from you. Cousin Todd, um, basically, the Democrats can't afford anything to keep them from losing the House or the Senate come this fall, especially with the special elections we're just, they just had in Texas where we see Republicans are making headways. So if the Affordable Care Health Care Act mandate is delayed and it makes it appear as though the Obamacare isn't working, that will be a problem for Democrats running for re-election and running for election, yes? No. Uh, what is happening here is that people are talking about uh, a dead issue. The Affordable Health Care was passed, and that's that. Just like uh, the abolishment of slavery was passed, and people still talked about it and hated it and whatnot, and it was done. Just like women earning the right to vote, it's already done. These things are done. This is a dead issue. So the Affordable Health Care has been passed, People are getting insurance who's never had it before. People are getting uh, mammograms who otherwise couldn't get it. So I'm happy. Uh, the the um, people who have pre-existing conditions and now able to get insurance who were not able to get it before, they're happy. Uh, Stephen's sister is or will be happy that she uh, can not just go to the emergency room and get health care but have insurance. She now. doesn't go to the emergency room to get health care. She never has. You She's said had last week. She never went to the emergency room to get health care. That's an assumption on your part, and that's where you're wrong. Wait a minute. You said last week that, oh, she could just go to the emergency room. So the Affordable Health Care Act doesn't benefit her. Run the tape back. I never said she could go to the emergency room. We were discussing how great it was for her that the Affordable Health Care was passed. And you said it doesn't matter whether that was passed or not. She could just go to the emergency room. So anyway, I'm not going to debate that. Everybody's still, people are still going to the emergency room. That's why you're wrong. People that don't have Obamacare that say they don't want it, guess where they're going? More people are going to the emergency room now. That's what it is. Where do you get that statistic? What statistic tells you that? And that's not true. (laughs) Yes, it is true. You're just talking, again, speak facts. There's a little thing called facts. You can talk from emotion but you need to have facts to back them up. Perception doesn't work here. Perception right? is reality. Perception is reality. Okay? Maybe right? you for you. Maybe for you. But you can't give me how many people perception are going to the emergency reality. room because they don't want Obamacare. How many people are going to the emergency room because they don't want Obamacare? Not that can you they tell me? Because they, they, they don't sign up. You said they don't want it. On. Dude, look. They, so you're you, saying you're they're, they're going to the emergency room even though they signed up? on it. You're not going to get it, but you, you could, like, over the phone. But then but why would you say something phone. like that if you can't prove it? You're saying something Absolutely. that you can't prove. but it's common sense. There's a lot of people <laughs> who are not getting it. If you can't prove it, what are they going to say? I don't want to get it. And they can Stop go still speaking from emotion. Oh, you need some facts. Get some statistics to back it up. I just care. I'm wait a minute. Until you have some facts. People are not going to the emergency room anymore when they have Obamacare. So they're not going to go to Ob- so you're saying they have Obamacare. Let me make sure I no, understand the lie that you're telling. They don't have Obamacare, and they don't want it. 
They don't want it. Right. They don't have it, and they don't want it, so they they're go to the emergency the room. Say they're paying the fine, and they have to go to the emergency room if something happens, right? So now, so they're paying the, so they're paying this this fine that hasn't been enforced yet. They're going to go to the emergency room, and despite Obamacare, that's what you're saying. I'm making sure I'm following you now. Nothing in Obamacare right? hasn't been enacted the way they said it was going to be enacted. I said, you know, when it happens, it's going to happen that way. There's going to be people that are still going to go to the emergency room, right? They're going to be so. You're saying there are people that choose to pay the tax but still go to the emergency room. Pay the tax. Pay the tax. You're just saying they're going to pay the fine, the tax. They're saying that that fine is some what, type of tax they don't have ins- They will not. Will they not have insurance? So again, so Stephen, Stephen, here, here. This is the problem with your argument. This is your problem with your argument, Stephen. You're trying to take the worst case scenario, the most Uh obscure scenario, and make a case to form the whole legislation around that, that small talking point and worst case scenario. Until you can prove that the majority of people are doing that, it doesn't make any sense. There may be people that do that. You may right. be correct. That's maybe one saying. of these people. I'm not saying it's a majority, majority of people, people saying that are doing that. that is there ridiculous. are people that are going to do that. There may but be people. Obama there there may be people that do any number of things, but you can't form and bang the whole legislation around those worst-case scenarios. Anything. That's a perception. Obamacare didn't help. If anything, let's call it even. But Stephen, the alternative is nothing. You have no alternative to it. So you either fix it and and optimize Obamacare, or you do nothing because the current system is broken. You're still paying for people to go to the emergency room. The there are still people with preconditions that more, can't get health care. It gets broken in more pieces with Obamacare. That's my perception. Well, how but can you say that? What, what proves that? Proves that? Proves that? Proves that? Proves that? So you're that's saying it's worse with Obamacare. How can you prove that? In 2016, and you know what they're going to do? They're going to appeal Obamacare. I don't know what they have. In the so you're saying, based have. on the fact, I'm trying to follow your argument as weak as it is, Stephen. I'm trying to follow your argument. You're saying that Obamacare you makes it worse. Has swung. You don't think well, you the talk, Now you're talking about your junk. What is, you, again, Stephen, stick with your argument. You're saying Obamacare has made it worse. Now you're saying the pendulum has swung because more people are you know, more people leaning towards the Republicans, right? Obamacare. Even people that were for Obama are against him now because of Obamacare. This that's is purely perception. You can't even prove that, Stephen. That's based on your emotion and your opinion. Well, you can't no, prove no, that. Hey, we'll wait to 2014, and this is what I'm saying. That's fine, this is because you also said right. that Obama wouldn't win re-election, and you were wrong about that. Your perception is that you be in I'm sorry. Yeah, but why did he win? Because it was fair. It doesn't matter he won. I don't care why he won. You were wrong. It doesn't matter if it was fair. Because you were basing it Obama. on perception. Obama. Aguna, listen to what you're saying. I'm sorry <laughs> I called you Obama since you are such a white dog for him. <laughs> you're no, I'm not. But I'm sorry I deal with facts. If facts are you, you Stephen, I'm sorry. Yeah, I got a fact for you. You don't care. I got you one more fact for you, buddy. You don't have enough integrity in your country to feel like why? you want to with election. That? You don't so care now you're attacking sick. my character. Yeah, that's, the, that's, that's the mature thing to do, Stephen. Attack my character because your argument is wrong. That's the mature no, thing to do. I, 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 I wish said, you on that. Well, all the take back. You just said it. You were happy. You didn't I, care if he cheated. I got him you're wrong. wrong. I got him wrong. So he lost. So Romney lost. So Obama cheated because. Hey, Aguna. Aguna and Steve. Stacy wants to move on, but I had one more fact. I don't know if she wants to do it. but. No, let me move on. Okay. Um, Rep- Republican leaders, according to Politico.com, GOP leaders ready to quell 
state food stamp revolt. Um, Bill Thompson on the 14th on Politico.com wrote that Republican leaders are threatening to take congressional action to stop state governors from flouting the food stamp cuts contained in the 2014 Farm Bill. Governors from states such as New York, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Pennsylvania, Montana, and Oregon have now taken measures to protect more than a combined $800 million in annual supplemental nutrition assistance program benefits, and more states are expected to follow suit. Their actions threaten over time to wipe out more than $8 billion in cuts over 10 years to the food stamp program that were just passed by Congress as part of the 2014 Farm Bill. Todd, what say you about this proponent? It's a disgrace. And as I continue to say, Republicans uh, want to balance the budget on the backs of the poor and middle class. Um, For them to call this president the food stamp president tells you where their minds are. And to want to starve children is typical of what the Republican Party has become. I've said this before, that the farm bill and the food stamps should not be combined. They're two totally different issues, and they should be dealt with separately. But they combined them, and uh, uh, four people are paying the price. Just like Stephen was making this argument, worst-case scenario, about people going to the emergency room, more people that can't prove that, mind you. But this is what they do with the food stamps. People are robbing. Uh, People are getting over on these food stamp bills so they punish everybody for the few who are are taking advantage. So let's cut all the food stamps. It is just ridiculous, a disgrace, and typical of what the Republicans have turned into. I have a Uh, question. Go ahead, Keith. I was coming to you anyway. Well, yeah, I was going to ask Todd something. I mean, um, and you guys tell me if you think this is kind of – ridiculous here but i'm just wondering okay ridiculous before you even say it (laughs) yeah i'm sure you'll feel that way but i just want to see aguna seems to be a common sense guy when it comes to uh fiscal policy and and here's my question though i my wife and i are on a budget we work we're not on food or any government assistance whatsoever we work and pay our own bills and get our own uh pay for our own food however we notice that the price of food goes up no matter how much we get paid we still get the same salary, we don't necessarily get a raise, but food, just like everything else, is going up constantly, especially here in California. Um, Now, having said that, the people with food stamps, now, do they get a raise in food stamps? In other words, does the government say, you know, people on food stamps, and they're on a budget, does the government say, oh, gosh, the food prices are going up, we got to give them more so that they can pay for the food, or does it stay the same? Do they get what you might call a raise or a hike, a hike, you know, in uh, food stamp payments. What difference does that make? Well, it makes a big difference because here we're saying that if this is the case, then that means more and more tax dollars are being funneled over to pay for those who are not able to pay for themselves. So having said that, having said that, if more people are on food stamps, and it is increasing, since President Obama's been in office, food stamps have increased. In other words, the people on the number of people on food stamps has increased. So, 
at what point yeah, are we going to say that uh, it's a little bit unaffordable? I mean, do we just keep raising the, the price of food stamps for people who, uh, or at some point do we say, we've got to get jobs, we've got to get people lunatic. back into the workforce? I mean, what do you say, Guna? Because yeah. I know that uh, the job is not... bill was denied by the House. Well, I mean, what, what, what about my question, though? I mean, what about my question? Uh, Aguna, I know you would understand that because you're a man of figures. The question is stupid, but nevertheless. So, so Keith, here's the thing. Here's yeah, the thing. seriously. I mean, with, see, I, would, I understand what you're saying in principle. Yeah. But if I look at the budget and, how, and discretionary spending, and 57% is on the military, and we're okay. saying that we can't increase the 1% that we spend on food and agriculture. or I mean, so it, it's a matter of I could understand the ideology around what you're saying, but you can't. I mean, yeah, it, it, in a perfect world, our government should be just like a household budget. But mm-hmm. you and your wife, you don't have foreign policy. You don't deal right. with military. You don't have and, all these other expenditures. And we and can't print up money either <laughs> when we get ready to, you know, if we don't have enough. We can't but, go to the credit card and say, hey, guess what? Day, we don't have enough. But see, but here, here's the perception, though, Keith. Uh-huh. All right, so you're think, so their gain or someone paying for food stamps, you're saying my tax dollars is going towards somebody who can't afford food for themselves. Exactly. So you're saying that, but what, what things do you what benefit from? What do you benefit from that the government provides you, such as when you drive down the street, you don't have to pay a toll every five miles. You don't have right. a roadblock where you have to pay the police and things like that. So there are things that you are being subsidized, the government's providing, that mm-hmm. at the end of the day you benefit from but is looked upon as a handout if you look at the grand scheme of things. But now how do I benefit taxes. from someone else's food stamps? People, but people who have food stamps, <laughs> what about I mean, the they, money that's they going contribute overseas? to the economy. <laughs> Don't uh, they contribute to the economy? What about all the money that's sent to Israel? I mean, it's, it's, it's not proportional. It's not proportional based on what the government is spending. Now, I, you know, for I mean, how much is this food stamp budget we're talking about? Like five hundred million? I, what is it? I don't Todd? know the exact numbers. I don't know the exact numbers. But, yeah, I mean, Todd, you can cut one defense program, and you could pay for the whole food stamp budget. What do you think, but that, Todd? But it's become a wedge issue with Republicans. For some reason, conservatives just grapple onto this issue without looking at the big scheme of things, and that's what discredits you. Because if you well, can I'm look at wondering, the I mean, and say we can't take but the I mean, defense I'm just wondering, if, if just imagine if I, was, I don't have any budget. kids, but I mean, I'm sure you have children. You're, 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 not, uh, listening, you're not listening. But you have to be rational. If you're spending, in your household budget, you and your wife, if you're yeah. spending the majority of your money in this grand expenditure, but you uh-huh. want to cut out, you know, the the Starbucks that you get maybe yeah. once a month okay. versus the car payment and all these other things that are a lot larger uh-huh. that you could downsize and spend a lot more money, then sure. that's a bad argument just to focus on the fact that, hey, I don't need I need less caffeine versus yeah. I may not need this good car. I mean, maybe but my, I can, uh, but my question was that uh, food prices in general are going up. All food, all prices of everything is going up, and yet I don't get a raise that uh, matches that. So I'm just Again, saying. You're not, you're not looking at. So all I'm asking is the All I'm asking is the people on food stamps. When people are on food stamps, how are they getting by? with just the same amount of food stamps, you know, of money that they get from food stamps? Or are they getting a raise of, you know, a height 
in payment of food stamps. You follow what I'm saying? Yes, they will. Uh, yeah, they are, will we cutting, are we they cutting will the budget? Absolutely, they will. Uh, no, okay, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. Stephen answered my question. That don't need it, but people that don't need a handout should not get a handout, and the people right. that do should get a handout. Stephen answered my question. That's, Thank you. That's We're fighting over sin. pennies. We will take care of We're fighting over pennies. We're not fighting over pennies. No, we're not fighting over pennies, but I do not agree with you, too. The military needs to be cut back. I agree with you. The military can help a lot. And we do have enough in this country to go around, and we we do have enough of everything for this country to go around. I do agree with you, but I agree with both of y'all. But we do do need to cut the military a little bit, and we do need to look out for people who need to be looked out for. But there is so much, so much that goes wrong with what happens, and people are taking advantage of it, and they talk to each other, and they find other ways to take advantage of the system. And oh, by the way, Stephen, at least the military that. is in the Constitution, but I see nothing in the Constitution about uh, charity as far as uh, right, food stamps and uh, welfare. You don't think, you don't think starving population isn't a defense? Defending your country from starving isn't... No, I, I, I kind of like no, your idea of uh, decreasing, the, decreasing the tax base, you know, talking about, um, you know, the federal... Uh, GDP and, I mean, you know, the different types of uh, taxes that they pay so that more jobs can be offered by companies instead of putting all their money into federal government taxation. That right. would if be a good have, idea. We're going to have a government program. We need a government program that watches kids while single mothers can work. That's what we need. Yeah. And if that could be at a local level. It could be $300, $400 for the kids yeah. to be watched while they go to work. It's not worth it. If yeah. you have a government program, then have a program but, that watches again, kids going and lets people to, go to work and make a good salary and they can pay taxes. Yeah. And then everything that's even, don't you know, think, at the end of the Stephen, day, do you at think the end of the day, that it would work better at the local level? You think it would work at the local level, Stephen? You know, the state, the city, the county, and rallying cry. I think it'll work at every, work at every level. I need people to walk. If people are fighting over pennies, then let them work. If they don't work, they don't eat. See, Steve is right. It's All right. purely perception. It's purely perception. If you look at the numbers, we shouldn't even be having this argument. <laughs> I mean, why, why are we arguing yes, over pennies? Yes, we should because people will be no, better in their lives. People don't want to just sit around and have people give them stuff. People yeah. want to do again, something with again, their lives. We're people, fighting over a talent. small percentage of the budget. And, and should, this is why this is the problem with the Republicans. You're, you, the Republicans, especially the establishment, use this as a rallying cry for the base because it's easy to attack people who are perceived as lazy and are getting a handout. When in actuality, we're spending are. such a fraction of are. the budget on There's that. People that need help come, you know? We should help people. Aguna believes everybody is a is a uh, honest work wants to work and everybody. He believes everybody I believe does. People want to work. I think people want to work. Generally, oh, really? work. I mean, I don't. You ought to come I mean, to California. I know there are people that abuse the system. I know people abuse the system, but right. based on the lifestyle that America, that most Americans want to live, they're not. See, none of you guys are Californians, so you don't understand that. You know, California <laughs> dreaming. It's purely perception. I mean, you you can if you until you keep go door to door. And ask everybody on food stamps if they enjoy their lifestyle and are proud of what they're doing. I'm sure you'll find some cases where people are lazy and they they enjoy what they're doing. They, they don't want to, you know, increase their station in life. But there are some people that are embarrassed by it and who want to do better. Oh, so really? Based legislation based on the extreme is ridiculous. Either way, it needs and then to again, we're talking about pennies. We're talking about pennies. This is not a bigger part of the budget. We're wasting our time talking about pennies I when there is a huge a military. What about people who are blind? What about people who are deaf? Yes. What about people Absolutely. who are quadriplegic? Do they have yeah. a right? I'm going to ask yes. you. Yes. 
They, have they, a deserve, right they deserve that. Yeah, Stacy's asking me. Let me just say, Stacy, that is without a question. That doesn't even have to come onto the board, onto the table, because no, I believe that you know that that is without a question. Uh, something we need to help with, and nonprofit organizations do a better job at providing people's needs That's like opinion. that than, than does opinion. the government. The federal yeah, government I cannot be. government cannot be monitored at that level. The nonprofit organizations need regulation need to be Hey, listen, I don't know if you guys are aware, Laguna, I don't know if you're aware that uh, Catholic, many Catholic parishes who had nonprofit organizations uh, that would help those kind of people, along with uh, the homeless and so forth, they have had to give up their nonprofit status because of the fact that government regulations, certain type of things that they would not accept because of religious purposes, you know, was, was thwarted. That but was uh, was uh, suppressing. They have a choice to do that. They have so we lose that. Course. They still chose to do that. They still well, have. Well, I mean, that's okay. They don't say that. We forced. lose those kind of. Those are the ones who would help people better than the federal government. The federal government so doesn't they give really, a hoot. So they don't know what they're doing. Something. If the Catholic Church is willing is is willing to make contraception a wedge issue and say we're not going to help the people in most need because of our beliefs around that, then are they right. really trying to help people? I mean, yes. is there, you know, if they really are truly looking at the Bible and what Jesus did, Jesus didn't say, I'm going to help the poor um, only if, you know, the government, you know, lets me practice my beliefs. And, stuff. and Jesus did not say to continue to sin either. He did not say no, he would help to continue in sin. He didn't pass judgment either. I mean, he, 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 he passed judgment, he passed judgment in the sense that if you are living a lifestyle well, but, contrary but who was to he, his law. Was he hanging out with the kings? Was he hanging out with the kings and the priests and all that? Or was he down there sure. with the poor and the needy? Sure. You know, but he never so preached that you, he never about? preached he that it was okay. He never preached that it was okay. He was with everyone. He was with everyone. Right. He said, he so, said so to the adulterous woman. So to say that these religious organizations are forced to do something they didn't want to do just because the regulation wasn't convenient for them, I think it's real, a cop-out. Real quickly. And that's what uh, Akuna, your opinion. Akuna, uh, real that's quickly. Remember he, when he encountered the, uh, the adulterous woman, he said to her, he said, go and sin no more. He said, I forgive you, but go and sin no more. Forgiveness does not mean that you continue in, in did, doing did what you're supposed to do. Did he help her? Did he, but he talked to her. He engaged, right? He, he didn't sure say, did. oh, my God, the Romans are taxing me, so I'm not going to come in there and talk to you. Oh, yeah. He, he engaged, just like I engaged. Okay. okay. So, uh, so he wouldn't then, let a regulation prevent him from engagement, would he? Nope. Okay, so I don't know what this whole nonprofit Catholic church point has to do with anything. Well, the point, point is, is people, the point is that the federal government is uh, the federal government know, has its hands, know. its tentacles Again, in every aspect of our lives and is governing and trying to control every aspect of our lives. Well, we don't need the federal the government ideology. doing so much. You have to at the end of the day, out of the line with the constitution. Sense. Otherwise you discredit yourself. The federal government because needs to, we need to limit the federal government so that we'll have our liberty, our life and our property. But what we need to do is uh, take that at the local level. So government level. is evil. I know government is evil and bad and just want yeah, to take bring away it back to the local level. See, here's the thing. Let me just say this about you guys, and, and I, I think it's a little bit dishonest to do this, but you guys Stop are going to do it anyway. I, I want to just say this. Let, let this be a testimony to whoever is listening, oh, including God. Stacey. She hears me. That I have never once said I am for eliminating government totally out of our lives. What I have always said 
was there's a difference in federal government versus local government. Local governments can control the money much better than the federal government. We don't need federal government uh, trying to control all of our lives at the local level. Well, where, That's where, all I'm trying to tell you. Where do the local you. governments get their money? Where do, who subsidizes the local governments? They go to the federal governments for the money. So you want local, to get money from the federal government, but you don't want the federal government to have a say in how you local, use it. Local That's government ridiculous. gets their money from the local pe- from the people. That's not true. That's not true. It's called That's state income tax. I mean, state uh, tax. We have so state no tax. State we have runs sales tax. And has to be government subsidized. No state is government subsidized at all. We have they state sales tax. On purely in fact, California pays a, a big lump sum of state tax. We pay part of our income goes to the so state as well as the no federal government. federal taxes. They are subsidized by no means by the federal government. Who? The state of Who? California. Now, California Keith. pays a state tax as well as a government tax. I, we, I pay a state tax and a government tax <laughs> and a sales tax. <laughs> Hey, the federal government and the state government is all we the people. It's all us. So when we talk about the I federal just, government or the state government, we're talking about us and our money and how it's spent. That's all we're saying. I agree. And if you're not, I understand I that, but to say, so you're saying government, if government is government, in my opinion. So to say yeah. bring it down to the state level, but you're using government money so you fail to understand the, the importance of federalism and uh, separation of powers. Oh and, but I guess you believe in separation of <laughs> church and state, though. Yeah, you call it separation of church and state. That's how our country was founded on separation of church and state. Excuse me. Russia doesn't seem to believe in separation of church and state. Uh, according to what uh, article, <laughs> NewYorkTimes.com, um, Stephen Lee Myers, Ellen Berry, and Alan Powell, today President Vladimir Putin reclaimed Crimea as part of Russia. Oh, wow. That's Russia, you know, big brother, watching over you. And that's what the uh, United States... Well, no, that's the United States, big brother, watching over you. How are we any different than Russia? Yeah, I know. Reversing You're what, right, Stephen. Reversing what, what okay. he described as a historic injustice made by the Soviet Union 60 years ago and brushing aside international condemnation that could leave Russia isolated for years to come. What should have been the president's response, Cousin Todd, then Stephen? <laughs> I think he responded the way he should have responded. You can't get in everybody's <laughs> just support like all that. Of it. Yeah, I support oh. good common sense, not uh, nonsensical babble. <laughs> and so perhaps uh, Keith, perhaps Keith wanted us to go to war. Oh boy! He's never served in the military a day in his life. A draft dodger, right? I don't know about draft dodger. There was no draft. There was no draft uh, in my time, my friend. A hundred years old, uh, Keith. (laughs) There was no draft. draft. Why didn't you go to the war? Why didn't you go to the Vietnam War? Didn't you have to go to the war? I was about ten years old back then. I was about ten years old. (laughs) Sure. I'm not that old, guys. You dodged it. You dodged it. You were so short they didn't see you. Yeah. I was still a bit young then, sir. Did the president do what he should in an emotional dress before the country's political elite in the Grand Kremlin Palace? Mr. Putin Putin said he did not seek to divide Ukraine any further, but he vowed to protect Russia's interests there from what he described as Western and particularly American actions that had left Russia feeling cornered. He said Crimea has always been an integral part of Russia, 
in the hearts and minds of people. Stephen, he's playing that hardcore old KGB play uh-huh. against a post, you know, um, post important Russia. What should uh-huh. have been President Obama's response, other than his uh, embargo and especially his uh, 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 monetary uh, freezing? He throws a lot of their uh, about uh, sixteen. Uh, very influential and rich uh, Russians. He froze their money in the United States and other places. But did the president do enough just by doing that, or should he have done other things? No, he did what he could do, but that's about all he exactly. could do. Exactly. And that, yeah, that's all there is to it. it. I mean, his hands are tied, and this is this yeah. is way too big. And this is this is a huge thing that's happening in, in this world, and it affects all of us, and, and, it, and it's huge. And there's really, there's really nothing he can do right now. There's, I, I don't see it. I mean, we can that's go to all. war, and that, that's, the, that's the only thing. The only thing we can do, we can go from zero to nuclear. That's all we can really do at this point because Putin has done things that we don't agree with, that we don't like, that, no, that the world doesn't like, that the international uh, sense of this whole world has said we do not appreciate what he's doing. This is not good. Of course that is of interest of him. And, you know, in the back of our minds, we can say, you know what, we, a lot of people can relate to where he is and say, you know what, we really need this. And we're going to take this because, like America has been for years, when we want something, we're going to take it. And that's what he's doing right now. And we can relate to that a little bit, but it's, it's the way he did it and the way things are done are not the way they do it these days. And it, it's, not, it's, it's, it's not internationally good, but everybody basically has their hands tied. And if they want to cut off people's money or do this, that's just that's that's really nothing. A CNN article written by Matt Smith and Ala Eschenko, uh written today, says that Ukraine cries robbery as Russia annexes Crimea. There were cheers in Moscow, outrage in Kiev, and bloodshed in Smurf Smurf Russian President Vladimir Putin today announced the annexation of Crimea two days after voters in that semi-autonomous. Territory approved a hastily called referendum on separating from Ukraine. In our hearts, we know Crimea has always been an inalienable part of Russia, Putin said. Ukrainian Prime Minister called it a robbery on an international scale, one that Kiev will never accept. What does, you know, as a by, as the United States, by, we're bystanders. You know, should we have let that happen? Yeah, I would say that. Uh, my opinion is that, um, and you know, <laughs> it's amazing how foreign policy works. I'm, I'm looking here at the laws of nature and, and operation oh because it applies oh to, and, and seriously, the laws of nature apply to all mankind, whether you're Russia, China, United States, North Korea, or uh, wherever you are. And we see it in play here. Here's how we see it. Uh, the laws of nature just simply mean the way things work. And mankind has a certain conduct that he is supposed to have towards his fellow man. And that's all of us. All of us are, if all men are created equal. Of course, some countries don't believe that all men are created equal. This is why Putin and people, certain types of countries, some people in America, yes, you're right, on the left, they don't believe that either. You're absolutely correct. Uh, But the point is that since we have this, um, this, this violation of certain rights, you know, as Stacey just said, they thought of some part of the country has an unalienable right, you know, uh, to, to own or to say, uh, 
I guess you might say, Back occupy it here. Here comes Russia. Yeah, so please. the point. So again, we don't have the you know, moral. Here's the, here's the problem. With, I, I want to just say this: we don't have like Reagan at the time when Reagan spoke against Gorbachev. If you remember, you guys were probably too young, but if you remember Gorbachev, uh, they we had nuclear. Everybody was afraid that the nuclear button was going to be pressed. You know, United States versus Russia. Look out! They all have all these nukes. But then, guess what? It never happened, and. President uh, uh, Reagan was able to break. He was able to break that guy without even firing a missile, and but that's quite interesting because he used a he moral, a moral construct. He said, "Gorbachev, tear true. down these walls." That was incredible. That was ridiculous. I mean, that what? Was what well, what military force did we use against him? What military force did we use against him? I said, "Military." What did military we use against force Russia? did we use? Yeah, what military me. force that we use? Yeah. I mean, all the puppet dictators we propped up all over the world, which which we use for influence so that the Soviets wouldn't influence those countries like in Nicaragua. But what do we do? What do we Iran. use against Russia? What force what did we, did we invade? That, did we invade force, Russia? We, that's force, Keith. Okay, so why can't Obama do the same thing people? here? He is. So why, would, why he can't is Obama do the same thing here? Would that be effective? First thing. Let's understand the issue, though. I know no, but I'm asking you, would it be effective if he did it here the, the same way? Listen, because listen I'm to trying what to get I'm to a point. No, I'm you're not to, getting the point. You're talking that Cold War talking point that doesn't make sense. This is the point. Well, how could it not Ukraine, make sense? You said you can said. I, can, that I that I the, can I finish? Can I finish? Well, can I talk You interrupted now, me, but go ahead. No, it was my turn to speak, Keith. You interrupted me. Okay. Go ahead. First thing, they're Ukraine overthrew. They overthrew a democratically elected leader. That was. Putin's puppet, but he was democratically elected. So when that coup occurred, the Crimea, I mean, it says here in the article, the people in the Crimea voted for annexation. It was hastily ready, but the people voted for that. But it's very funny how American exceptionalism or conservative cherry-picking from you, Keith, you want to point out how the... Now, Putin is wrong, he's not doing this, and he's not doing that. But in his eyes, he's trying to, this is a defensive maneuver because he doesn't know what type of government the Ukraine has, all right? So I, to, to Stephen's point, we can understand why he did it. We don't agree with what he did. And if we as Americans, who possibly influenced this whole situation. I mean, is, UK, is Ukraine a threat to him? Of course it is. That big of a threat to Russia? It's, of course, it's, it, especially if they join NATO, they're already part of the European Union, and and this is going to backfire on Putin. I mean, you're sitting here, we're all sitting here talking about the president can do this, but the European Union, the the Soviet Union was very insulated from the world. Now, so Ukraine, today, so you're saying the Ukraine was more today, friendly with the United does, States. Russia depends a lot on the European Union for us. They export almost they import almost fifty percent of their goods from the European Union alone. So right. if the European Union comes down on Russia, I mean, it's it's a He's trying to win popularity within Russia, but it's going to backfire on him in the long term. So, so you're saying that exactly the European, so you're saying the European Union, in essence, uh, Ukraine was more friendly with the United States at first, correct? Hello. Yeah, I hear you. What do you go to I your said point? Ukraine. Said, yeah. Ukraine was a little more friendly with the United States, meaning that there was a promise made to Ukraine. Uh, I think it was during uh, they didn't Clinton. Join NATO. Clinton. They didn't join NATO. I mean, well, but the point is, agreement. we set up military. Uh, I guess you, we gave them missiles or, or some type of defense system, 
And no, we, we had promised took, them uh, to help took, protect them took, if they actually, would uh, tone down we their took nukes. missiles out of Ukraine. Ukraine. Built no, but is that true, that we, 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 we encouraged them in to... Turkey. What's that? Obama did, yeah. We put true, missiles, Obama did. Obama missiles did. Yes. in Poland and, 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 and Turkey. That's what happened. Poland that's, why, that's why this is wrong. Thank you. That's why this is wrong, and Obama's wrong in this. Thank you. I missed the point. I'm sorry. Repeat the point. But you're not... Repeat the point, please. Yeah, go ahead, Stephen. I I didn't hear the point. Stephen, what's up? You're saying Obama is wrong. Obama... Huh? Excuse me. Say it again. I, I didn't hear you. Obama, Obama, Obama convinced them to get rid of their nuclear armament, and then we would take care of them in case Russia came and did anything. And we did sure. not do that. We're not doing Thank it you, now. Steven. But, and, Thank and you, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. But still, but, I stand you know by what we say. So I, actually, I'm okay with that. This and is why I'm okay with that. Oh, he's knew, okay with it. He knew his hands would be tied, Aguna. He knew his hands would be that tied, is, and that's that why he did it. nothing to do with it. So listen, look, listen to what you're saying. So you're saying it's Obama's fault for removing a nuclear nuclear weapon. Because, again, if you think it would have been okay if they had the nuclear weapons, there would have been more because points Russia, of contention there. Because Russia did not want to get nuked. Russia would not have the balls to move they in. Have, they would have still, not, look, you don't know that, Stephen. They, 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 they could have been We got crazy common sense here. You're wrong, Stephen. You're wrong. That's why, that's why we have thing, That's why Russia you, has The Ukraine here. and Russia is right next door. To, you know where they are on the map. If you nuke, yes, they're right sir. next door to each other. That's like nuking I Mexico. If we nuke Mexico, we won't get impacted by that? Why would they do that? If they had them, they wouldn't use them. Yes. But that's the, uh, the turret. It wasn't even that's about Russia. That's why everybody has Stephen, Stephen, this is why you know what you're talking, talking about. We didn't no, want no, nuclear no, weapons no, in no, Ukraine no, because they could have fallen into terrorist hands. Not okay, because those are terrorist Russia. You can throw a bus on me all you want, but eventually I'll get it out. I can't hear anybody either. I can't hear anybody either. They took the missiles out because of terrorism. Okay. Even Again, Stephen, if you don't want to listen to common sense, that's on you. Stephen and Azuna, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to mute you guys again, but people want to hear what you're saying, and you're talking over each other, and nobody understands a word. Okay. We really don't. Okay. Because Stephen, you won't stop talking. Make your point. Go ahead. Make your point, Stephen. Go ahead. I yield. Go ahead. Talk. What, what is your point? I said, can I make mine? Have, you're not stopping. The reason people have nuclear weapons are as a deterrent. Nobody wants to use them. That's why we had the Cold War for so long. Amen. Russia didn't want to use them, and we didn't want to use them. Well, Ukraine wouldn't want to use them either. It's a deterrent. Do you understand that? Right on, Stephen. Can I speak now? Can I speak now? Can I get my rebuttal? Can I get my rebuttal now? You made your point. Can I make mine? You made your point because it doesn't. It's going to be nuked. The first thing, yes, nuclear weapons are a deterrent. But when they're in the Ukraine and it just became a new republic, you don't know whose hands that's going to fall into. So as much as it was a deterrent, it was also a threat to us. They could have fallen into the wrong hands. They could have gotten on the black market. Because at the time, the majority of the Russian military wasn't getting paid. So it was as much a threat to us as it would have been to Russia. That's why Bill Clinton wanted the Ukraine to remove those nukes, because if it would have fallen into terrorist hands, it could have impacted us. So to sit here and say, oh, yeah, the Ukraine, is no, that's, that's the that truth. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. I'm sorry, but that's the truth, Stephen. That could be the U.S. too, Stephen, huh? That comes from all over the world. That's why our border, we don't have so a border. So the Soviet Union has just fallen, right? Nobody's getting paid in their military. You don't think a Russian general would sell a nuclear bomb to a terrorist? We would sell a nuclear bomb to a terrorist. 
What? Everybody was talking nuclear bombs. We got nuclear bombs coming to our border. Are you Thank saying you, that? Steven. So is it now a deterrent? So is it now well, a deterrent? Steven. If they're no, right. not making any sense. Because the Ukraine and Russia, if the, if the, just because the, the Ukrainians had nuclear bombs, it wouldn't have stopped Russia from invading them. Okay, because why would the Ukraine use missiles against Russia and they're right next door to each other? Because they would have no other choice. That's right. Really? Okay, Usually, well, excuse me. That doesn't make any choice. sense. I mean, they'd be impacted by that. Absolutely. They'd be they'd impacted by that. So nobody, nobody, no, there would be a conventional war. Because they would nobody would fighting. By the time Everybody the Russians could overrun well. the Ukraine before they press well, the button, is what I'm saying. Tactically, Russia had the advantage.
baseball in Australia. Now I could I could go for Major League Baseball in Japan, but Australia. Right. I don't know. Let's start our roundtable, Keith. Well, I'll just say that uh, the United States. One thing that we are losing, at least with this administration, uh, is the moral authority that we used to have. Uh, the other countries of the world used to respect us and kind of have a godly kind of fear. They used to have a godly fear for, of us. And uh, the laws of nature apply to all nations, including this nation. So that natural law principle, uh, I hear another voice while I'm... I'm not sure whether people hear me or not. Do they hear me, Stacey, or...? Yes. Uh, yeah, they hear you. Because I, I heard some static. It sounded like... Sounded like static. I couldn't quite make it out. Oh, but anyway, it sounds like static. Well, it sounded like it. I didn't know if that was Todd or what. America had morals. Uh, so anyway, I, I, I agree with you, Todd. I yeah. agree with you, Todd. Yeah, anyway, when did, when the, the moral authority. By uh, if I, I can finish my statement, I'll tell you. Huh? Okay, I'm not no, talking I'm anymore. Go ahead, Keith. Stop. I, or I'm going to have to put you on mute. I got to get through these roundtables. Okay. Yeah, okay. I was just going to say the moral authority used to be with America when we were uh, closer to our founding principles. And, you know, you might ask, oh, when was that? Well, there were many uh, times that we have ha- had moral authority that we used, and that, that first uh, law of nature meaning self-preservation. Uh, we had uh, the, the nuclear capability to blow up the world, I guess you might say, after if you look at the World War II uh, and after you say what Truman did. Truman uh, twice used the bomb on the Japanese. We were the first to use it. And yet we could have dominated the world at that time, yet we didn't. Now, we had occupies, you know, we had people in uh, places, soldiers, but we did not (laughs) tell the rest of the world and govern the rest of the world as to what they have to do. So we were very responsible with our nuclear weapons at that time, and we changed presidents every eight years or four years. So the policies change. But uh, right now, I doubt if we have the, the kind of moral authority that people would be able to respect and trust the United States, like Ukraine, to continue to protect them. And we promised to protect Ukraine if they would disarm themselves from nuclear weapons. And yet, we are not doing it at this point. So I would just say that uh, the moral authority is pretty much gone from this <coughs> nation, and we need to get that back. We can do it because we have the founding principles. All we have to do is come back to the Declaration principles. And uh, the first law of nature is self-preservation. All men, all nations have that right to protect themselves and their people. And that's what I wanted to say. We have no right to take away that protection as long as they are responsible. Okay, thank you. Um, Stephen. Um, Keith, love you like a brother. But when it comes to... <laughs> Bomb in Japan the way we did, we had no moral authority for that. That was a that's a word I can't even come up with right now. That's awful. There was so many innocent people dying. That were not military. We were not standing face to face with our foe and fighting. We blew up tons of people that had nothing to do with anything. We had no moral authority to take them out. And I think the problem we have, our, our, our forefathers as you say, I don't even think would agree with that. I really don't. And well, I think at least we caused them to surrender. Yeah, but anyway, I like, I like a lot of what they wrote. They I, like, uh, I, I, I agree with a lot of everything, and I agree a lot uh, uh, with them. They would have uh, agreed that blowing up people who are innocent 
with with weapons no one else has ever used would have been a good thing. That's just that's just wrong. Whatever kind of adjective you want to put with that, I don't know right at this point. But that's wrong, and that's 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 something we we need to come to grips with. We don't have any moral authority anywhere. We we kill this if you want to take abortion, if you want to take the way we shoot each other, you want to take all the violence. We have no moral authority anywhere. We put people in prison who are who are not guilty. So what we do in this country is awful. We need to change this country before we need to take the little splinter out of our eye before we take uh-huh. the tree out of some. You know what I mean? We don't oh, have that here. We don't we don't have that, that point of view to come to, and that's where we've been kind of brainwashed to believe that. But it's not true. Uh-huh. We really don't. So do you mean the president also? You include him in that? I include all of us. We don't have the moral authority. And the thing okay. about this president, this going he's going to get us out of Afghanistan. He got us out of, he got us out of Iraq. He's not going to any other countries. And that, mm-hmm. I can agree with him on. I, I like that about him. Let's stop the wars. Let's stop killing innocent people. Let's stop getting our innocent ahead, people David. killed. It doesn't make sense. Right. We have to find a way to come together to, to, to do it, or it's not. It's, this is not going to happen. Okay, thank you. Excellent, uh-huh. Stephen. Wait, wait, yeah, wait, I mean, Stephen. I, I, you have just lost Keith forever. He dumped you, and he's not coming back <laughs> no, after that. No, I'm just trying to respect everybody's time. I can, I can, Stacey said not to you. interrupt. Stacey said not to interrupt, so I'm respecting that. I have a lot of comebacks for it, but I don't have the time to do it. Oh, Jesus. So I, I, I agree with you, Stephen. I agree with you, Stephen. Um, now, where we have a little point of contention is about the perception around the Russian-Ukraine relationship, and right. I I understand where nuclear missiles are a deterrent, but at the same, at what cost? I mean, the fact that the Ukraine had nuclear arms was also a threat not only to the United States was it was also to Europe and our other allies, and because if, I don't know if you realize, but the Ukraine has gone through several major coups. Um, bef- after finding independence from the Soviet Union. So with all that flux in administration there, I mean, you don't want to have a 1,000 nuclear warheads in, in an arsenal of, of, a, of a government that you don't know necessarily where they're going to go. Now, we yeah. did promise to protect them, um, but, I mean, and yeah. what does that really There's mean? No that doesn't There's mean no commitment of, of – no It doesn't mean commitment them. of force. When you make doesn't a promise, mean, you stick with it. No, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Uh, it doesn't mean that you commit U.S. forces to that. It means committing to imposing sanctions, which is what the, the president is doing. And maybe it won't take – it won't be a quick strike like many people want, but over time, Russia, because it's part of the global economy now, will suffer from doing that. And, again, Putin right now is just trying to flex his muscles because he understands that Russia is no longer the Soviet Union, and he, he would like it to have that influence. I don't think he wants communism back, but he wants to have that power, and they're right there on his doorstep. So it's very easy for him to commit troops into that region. But in the long term, he's going to be pressured to adapt to the way the global marketplace is now. We can't just say, hey, we need arms, we need to flex our, we need to saber rattle in order to exert our American exceptionalism on the world. Because like it or not, and I know Keith keeps saying how what Reagan did, Reagan outspent the Soviets at the cost of the American people. I mean, we were yep. in a tremendous depression, I mean, recession at that time, and it was because we outspent 
the Soviet Union, and we yes, got sir. into yes, the economic cri- crisis that we are today because we out, they, they just right. simply couldn't keep up with our military war machine. And oh, that's you are not bad. Actually, now we're, you don't we're want more military. Right. And, that, and that's to our detriment, debt. though. That's it, we yeah. put ourselves in debt in order for yeah. them, their country, to the Soviets to break up, but now we're suffering from it now. I mean, our military yeah. still has not – we have not wavered as far as our capability. We have the best military in the world, and we can strike around the world at will. We have the best intelligence. We have the best Navy, Army. All of that is not compromised yeah. by any cuts to defense by any means because our technology has gotten better. And the, wor- the world is far – is way behind. I don't care what China says. <laughs> now – they, they are far behind yep. our capability. Now, now yep. if you want to gauge our capability on our ability to go in on someone's doorstep, which is what we're talking about, Ukraine is on Russia's doorstep. We are halfway around the world. So you want us to be able to stop Russia from, you know, basically walking over into the Ukraine, which is like right next door. I mean, we're going to have to do that diplomatically if, we, if we're not going to commit forces. And I personally don't want to commit U.S. forces to defending a region where most of the people in the U.S. don't even know exist or where it is on the map. So we have to be smart about what we're doing. Like it or not, the president is doing yeah. what he's supposed to do. He's, he's doing it with a coalition of Europe. And, again, Russia is going to suffer from sanctions, and he's already going to get pressured by the Russia elite that have their money frozen. I mean, that's going to really pressure him to do the right thing. Oh, and do what we want, not necessarily the right thing, but we're going to exhort our influence that way. But to Stephen's point, we, yeah, I mean, we have to do things differently. This is no longer the Cold War, and just because we dropped the bomb doesn't mean that was right. Okay. Right. All right, thank you. Cousin Todd. Uh, I think I'm going to move off of that because I think we've uh, said everything we have to say about that. But I do want to talk about... Uh, the Republicans versus this president. Not his policies or anything, just the fact that he's president. They hate him. I've never seen anything like it, where it doesn't matter what he does, it's wrong. Now they're talking about going to war again. It's just baffling to me how ridiculous. And then this moral thing all of a sudden. American exceptionalism. As if America has ever been moral. And, well, and then I, I must be right. If, <laughs> never, if we've never been moral, then I must be correct. Uh, we don't have the moral authority now. You said we used to have it. Yeah, we did used to have it. And you did. No, when was that? The signing of the Declaration of Independence. Oh, that is the moral authority. Style. Whether we use it or not yeah. is uh, two different things. So you guys wouldn't hear me out. I don't have the time to talk about it, but that is the moral authority, the declaration principle. Whether we obey and yeah. follow them or not. You let Todd anyway. speak. You're imposing okay. your freedom on his. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, guys. Sorry. This, this is that other uh, thing I want to talk about, Republicans, um, where they're so against abortion. And they, um, but if you ever notice these young Republicans in their 30s and all, and they, they're married, and they have one or two children, and that's it, that means their wife is taking birth control right. so that she right. doesn't get pregnant. Have right. you ever noticed that? Who pays yeah. for it? Wait, wait, listen, one thing at a time. 
But birth control yeah. is different than abortion, Todd. Birth control is different than abortion. Birth control stops Please. it before it happens. After they have Please that, after it happens, then you murder no, no. it. That's all. No, no. Listen to me. He talks about yes, contraception, mm-hmm. gay marriage, and abortion. That's, right. that's what he lives on. Must the moral majority. And Must so I now he wants it. to switch it and say, oh, 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 but, 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 but they pay for it. It's a yeah, sin, let them pay it? for their own. Uh, Satan. Yeah, so let them pay for now it. Now they switch the argument on you. So anyway, if you ever see a Republican in their 30s and they're married with only one child, two tops, yes. that means their wife is taking birth control. So she can, that Republican can no longer discuss birth control. How would you but, well, Keith, are you saying abortion? That's all. Are you Just saying, Keith, are you saying abortion is okay if you pay for it? No, I said I don't like abortion. I'm against it. But I can't force a woman not to abort. I can't. Absolutely, Keith. So all I'm Amen, saying is Keith. that if she's going to abort, let her pay for it. Not me. Not the public treasury. But Keith, but Keith. Okay, I'm sorry. We've got to, we yeah. got to move on. I, I can't have a discussion from that. Todd, are you finished with <laughs> your abortion? Yes, I'm finished. But I wanted to give Stephen a second to finish what he was trying to say. Why? <laughs> because you want Stephen to get back with his boyfriend, Keith? Yeah. No, oh, stay oh. and Stephen real fast. All, all I was saying was if a woman needs an abortion and she can't afford it and that she's made up her mind and she wants to, I don't care who pays for it. I really don't. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt me. I just want people to make better choices. That's it. I don't want to stop anybody from doing what they want to do. I just want people to make better choices in their life, and I know a lot of people that don't do it, but I don't hate them for it. People are going to make the choices they make, and they have to live with the choices they make. And I used to be very urgent against, um, and I still am. I really wish people would not kill their babies before they're born, but sometimes circumstances and things happen, and I understand that. And I just want people to make better choices, say maybe I can do something, maybe I I can't, but it's not for me to, to... be that concerned about, and I think that's what's hurt the Republican Party for a long time, if we can get back to politics, I think that's what's hurt the Republican Party, if they can just get away from that, because there's nothing that you can do to stop somebody from doing what they want to do, and it's futile. That's all. Right. So, okay, you thank you. I mean, you can't, okay, thank you. You can't impose um, your... Happy birthday to our Facebook friends. Today is Antillo Trotter III's birthday. Tomorrow is Chad Bias's birthday. Thursday is Tanya Ann Calloway's birthday and Andrew Bostick's birthday. Last Tuesday was Jane McElroy's, James McElroy's birthday. So happy birthday to our Facebook friends, and, and thank you for, for tuning in and, and uh, friending us on Facebook. Thanks to our women and men of the U.S. military for all that you do and sacrificing your lives so that we are free to say what we choose to on this show. To our awesome, awesome first responders in our communities, you make our lives livable, Thank you, thank you, thank you. On behalf of Aguna, the Nigerian moderate Republican, Keith, Stephen, and my cousin Todd, I'm Stacey Johnson. Let's keep this conversation going on Twitter and Facebook at Forlitics. Good night. We'll see you on the air next week. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night.